because what we ha- what we what we're doing here with you, you do the Twitter chat and then you got this Foxer thing, and to some extent they're both the same in which that they are they're they're like a fart in the wind. They they're there they have an impact for a moment, but there's no real lasting power if you can if you can grab onto my analogy there. But what you have with something that's more permanent, it would be something you can refer to in the future that you can go back to. That would be a, a, a podcast. Welcome to the Connected TL Voxcast. This is a show where we take the conversations being had in our Connected TL Voxer group, condense it down, and bring the highlights straight to you. My name is Roland, and I am the host of this show. I'm also one of the moderators for the Connected TL Twitter chat that happens every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Connected TL stands for Connected Teacher Leaders. We are a group of any educator from the classroom up to administration who sees themselves as a leader in education. You can find me on Twitter at EdTechMinded or ConnectedTL at ConnectedTL. You can also see more resources and show notes and everything at ConnectedTL.com. Now let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of the Connected TL Voxcast. And last week we were talking all about podcasting. It was interesting because the conversation spanned from what is a podcast to interesting ways that podcasts get used in our classrooms. The conversation started off with Christina jumping out of the gate and sharing a really interesting way that she has used audio and podcasts in the classroom with her middle schoolers. I would love, love, love to see more student sort of, you know, creating content using podcasts. Like instead of giving me a report, they give me a podcast kind of thing. You know, I'm going to experiment a little bit with recording their personal narratives right now. Like they're writing them right now. So I wanted to do a little recording of that. And I was just going to do this mostly as like maybe on Spreaker, like Megan Ellis does. But I was thinking, oh, it might be fun to get them together and have them like read them out loud because I actually played them a portion of This American Life where they do like, anyway, where they're reading something and they're having a discussion about it. And I thought that that would be really powerful to have them like maybe record their discussion about their writing. Like, oh, I literally like how you, you know, that would be so fun. And then I could listen to their discussion. That's like one way I was thinking of using it. The only thing that I've actually done with it though, I did have a kid do a podcast for his Genius Hour project. So that was the only like example that I've ever had. But that's kind of where I'm playing with it in my mind is maybe like recording discussions of their writing or, but it could be really with anything. But I think, I mean, recording discussions is kind of like where I'm going with it because, you know, like I say, I can't listen to everything that you're doing. So maybe this would be a way to do it. That was my thought. And then she followed up with this. And I love This American Life. I've actually, I mentioned before that I I actually played a portion of This American Life in my classroom yesterday. It was from For Your Reconsideration was the name of the episode where they're reading stories and discussing from, I think the name of the book was Now, Now You Know Better. My kids are getting ready to write a personal narrative. And I thought, oh my God, this is a great starting point to talk about like the dumb, and he says dumbass in there, and which is the dumbass things kids do. And, you know, what you learned from it. And so, you know, I have eighth graders, so we can, you know, I could play that. But it was really funny. And so we actually had a great discussion about the stupid things they've done and, like, what they learned from it. And we're going to use that kind of as a starting point for our personal narrative to find that good memory and expand on that personal experience. So 
yeah, so podcasts are such an amazing, and I, and it was really interesting to watch my kids listen to a podcast in class. That was something they're not used to. They have nothing to look at and they didn't quite know what to do. And so by the third time I showed them, I said, you know, you might want to put your head down. You might want to get your pencil out and doodle because there's nothing to look at. And they had a really interesting time with that. It was, that was an, an interesting observation because they definitely are visual and audio people at the same time. They're not used to just audio. So um, I think it's great though, you know, push them in that, um, in that sense too. I think Christina's idea resonated with Kate and sparked a new idea. Christina, 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 what you said, oh, that's like crazy powerful in my mind because you're right. And well, yes, you're right. Uh, Yes. And when the kids have nothing to look at, I love that you gave them strategies because I could totally, totally see them being like awkward and kind of like, what the heck do I do? And you're like, dude, put your head down, doodle, do your thing. I mean, all I could think of then is sketch notes. Like, what a great entree to sketch notes. Podcasting with sketch notes. Like, what a cool exercise for them to think graphically, to think, to to use their imagination in ways that they hadn't used before. And like, oh my God, I want to get into a classroom right now and do an exercise where they listen to a podcast and they create sketch notes and then they capture the sketch notes on e-portfolios and then share out or better yet. Okay, wait, no, wait, new idea, new idea. So I've been going around in my head, listening to you guys talk and going, okay, wait, like a podcast, a quote unquote podcast, right? I, I forget who said it. It's just an audio recording. Like that's it. I've made this suggestion to people before where I'm like, turn on YouTube, but don't project it and have the kids listen. And then I've also had so much success with voice thread in the classroom and that hasn't come up yet but is that not a pre-podcasting tool like is that not podcasting if it like what is a podcast because i guess that's where i'm like realizing that many of us are doing this like a voxer chat is a podcast you know like isn't it ah someone has to clarify for me because i'm if it's just an audio recording then i'm pretty sure we're all making podcasts every day all day listening to this and and contributing and i'm pretty sure currently i am podcasting as i leave this message so i don't know that's something that needs some clarification for me but voice thread is one that i think would be really cool so wait let me summarize my idea one more Kate was not alone in wondering what exactly constitutes a podcast, and we'll get into the definition in a little later in the show. My vision, and anybody who has children in the classroom who wants to play this out and tell me if it is truly as awesome as my mind tells me it is, teach the kids through mentor text and just you know ongoing practice how to sketch note or introduce the concept, then play a podcast and have them sketch note, then have them upload their sketch notes onto a voice thread and have them comment on each other's voice through on each other's sketch notes while they've all listened to the same podcast and let's see what happens you could also put them i mean if you don't want to if you don't use voice thread which is for pay it's 75 bucks for a class subscription for a year if you don't want to pay for that couldn't you also upload the um, sketch notes to a google slides presentation and then have like one big slides presentation with everybody's sketch notes and then have them leave comments on each other's or write commentary in the notes section. Ah, what? This is so cool. Someone do it quick, quick, quick. Oh, that would be so fun. P.S. I think this might be my fall Q session. <gasps> Podcasting plus sketch notes equals awesome. What? 
Oh. So Kate was clearly ready to take it to the next level and go all digital, but Christina had a little bit of pushback. So my thing is that is, and then have them record their reactions after. That part I love for out like distance kind of learning thing. For me, I loved that we had a conversation in my class then. So I love the digital tools and stuff if they're appropriate. So just that by throw that two cents in just because it was, I loved the conversation that happened in my room after that it was probably the most interesting discussion we have had all year from that podcast because they were able to also like link their own personal views, their own experiences, because it was something that they could totally relate to. So yes, yes, yes. I love the um, sketch note and then react to it. So maybe like for homework, they could go home and do that and then share it like on, uh, you know, on if you have like on whatever site you're using, even at like a Google site or even, God, I'm trying to think what, what else would be, you know me, I'm all about where's the easy free stuff. So I'm like, where on Google can I share this? Or where on my website can I do this? Can I do that? That's the, uh, figure that out for me, Kate, get on it. So extending student collaboration into the online space, Christina, that is definitely something we should consider for a future chat. Now that brings us back to the definition of a podcast. We had come to a shared definition, which was just straight out of the dictionary. And that is a podcast is any digital audio or video file available on the internet for downloading. It's typically available as a series, and but here's the key. New installments can be received by subscribers automatically. So once we established that, Brandy had the following question. Hey everyone, it's Brandy from SoCal and sad but true confession. I've never listened to a podcast before and I don't know where to start, but this chat has got me really excited. Uh, so if someone can give me like podcast 101, where do I go? Where do I, I I've seen podcasts like on Twitter, people have um, talked about them and there's a couple that I want to check out for sure. So how do I get started? Where do I go to do that? I have an Android phone that is with me all the time. And then I have my MacBook in my office and a Chromebook that I carry around with me when I go to sites. So what would be the best thing for me to do? Please help a podcast newbie. Thanks. And Lori had a similar question. I would love to hear how some of you guys are organizing your listening of these podcasts. I know someone mentioned a bit ago about subscribing to 40 different podcasts. How do you keep track of those? I mean, what's a great site to, to kind of keep them all together just for organization sake? Okay, so I'm going to try to break this down as quickly and basically as possible. And first, we'll talk about podcasts from the consumer or from the listener's perspective. To start listening, you'll just use an app called a podcatcher iOS comes stock with the podcast app, and there are a ton of third-party podcatcher apps available both for iPhone and for Android. A favorite here at Connected TL, used by many of us, is a podcatching app called Pocket Casts. It costs a few bucks, so I would definitely, if you're just getting into the world of podcasts, go with the free apps or the one that's stock on your phone and start there. And if you want something a little extra, then go for Pocket Casts. Now, these podcatching apps are phenomenal. In every single one I've ever seen, there's a search function and you can just search up the name of a podcast that you hear about. It'll find it, you subscribe to it, and new episodes will show up in the app itself. And you can choose to stream an episode over Wi-Fi if you don't have much space. You can choose to download it for offline listening. And that's essentially it. You'll just start subscribing to podcasts that are interesting to you. Now, if you want to produce a podcast, say 
get your students to start recording and put it out on iTunes. It's pretty simple. What you want to do is first record the audio. You're going to take that file and upload it to a host. And there are a ton of free hosts out there. They all have different variations on what they'll offer. But hosts like Audioboom or Spreaker or Podomatic all will get the job done. And in fact, if you use a host like this, they will give you what's called an RSS feed link. And you're going to take this link, you copy and paste it from the website, and you drop it into iTunes. Well, not into iTunes, but into iTunes Connect. And that's it iTunes will take a look at it, it'll take about a day to be approved, and then it's live, people can subscribe. And every time you add new files to the host, they will automatically populate in iTunes. Now, hearing this about the RSS feed, Nancy had the following question. Is it the RSS feed that makes the podcast? So let's say I have a student who makes an audio recording to share information about whales because that's what they did their research on. And it's a single episode, and we put it where it's widely available on a teacher website or a student website or something like that. Maybe everybody in the class or made similar recordings. It's not a series. I would suggest that that is a podcast because it's an audio recording that's widely available. The file lives on the internet. It's out there, even though it isn't necessarily syndicated in any way. What do you think? And that's a great question, Nancy. I personally feel that, that technically is not a podcast because the audio file is not making its way automatically to the listeners or subscribers. They have to go to the website. However, I think that's a great alternative, especially if you have privacy concerns or constraints with where you are. And then Ryan began to share some of the ways he's used audio and podcasts in the classroom. What I did uh, several years ago and uh, I was a high school history teacher. And so what I used to do, so I'm, I'm sitting there as a history guy, loving podcasts, listening to a whole bunch of them. I'm like, man, I really wish my kids could listen, would love to be able to get this. I'm listening to NPR and there's a great story about some particular piece in history or some modern analysis or new whatever discoveries. I'm like, this is great. How can I get my kids to listen? So what I would do is I'd go online and I'd, I'd uh, I download the podcast and then I would put it on my website or I would share it with them one way or another. And then I would recommend to the kids the same things I recommend to, to adults when they say, hey, get used to start, start trying to learn how to listen to podcasts. And what that means, of course, is, right, do something. Go for a walk. Go for a drive. Go for gardening. Go work out. Do something like that. My students were all 15. Generally speaking, 80% of them absolutely hated listening. And it wasn't even the length of time. Some would be short, some a little bit longer, but most of them just sort of found it really sort of infuriating, frustrating, because they had nothing to do. The other thing too, was that me as a teacher, I didn't know how to be able to get feedback. How can I, the question I wanted to know was, how can I be able to you know, get something back from them all? How can I ch check for their understanding? Because if they're gonna listen to something, do I just have a quiz the next day? Do I have a conversation? Do I do a homework assignment with it? I tried just doing conversations. Like, let's just talk, everybody. You listen to this thing about an analysis of, uh, an analysis of a book or whatever, and then the conversations didn't go very well. I'd have like four or five kids, and they talk, and the rest of them didn't do much else. So I would have to put some other put some other teeth to it, and and that usually meant like questions that would go along with it. And so that then what happened is then the kids started only listening on the computer. They wouldn't listen and, and go mobile with it. They would sit there on the they, sit, they told me they would sit at their computers and they would hit play and they'd sit there for like the 10, 15 minutes and just stare at the computer screen, which was kind of a mess. So the, uh, the video here is the idea which I came up with. The video Ryan speaks of, by the way, can be found linked in the show notes. So what the idea was, 
was for let's turn this audio podcast into something visual after the fact. So instead of necessarily just all of them having to listen and share out, I said, all right, here's your project and you're going to listen to this thing, but you are now going to have to add on to the video. I'm sorry, add on to this audio and make it a video. So basically what I call them is podcast slideshows. So listen to this podcast and I put two in here. They're a little bit older. Like I said, one of them was about a book written comparing the U.S. invasion of Iraq to the Crusades. And another one was about a book that was written about the year before Columbus discovered America. Book's called 1491. And so the kids had to be able to listen to this and then their work or what they had to do along with it was go find images and put the drop those images in at the appropriate times that they thought they were needed during the during the listening piece. So that focused them to having to be able to listen, how to be able to go find those pictures and so forth. I did this over a two-year period, over a couple of them, and it went relatively okay. There were some things I would have liked to change and, and do differently, but I kind of just went away and went through some other different projects because like most of you guys, you do something and then you, you have another idea and you try something else out. But so th- this was my idea called podcast slideshows. And that's definitely a really cool way to take students from being just consumers of the content to producers. But then Tom also wanted to share a little bit. There was a time when I couldn't be in my classroom all the time. But for my AP kids, I would have them annotate a poem and we'd do it together. I would put the poem and the audio online on YouTube and we would walk through the process and I would annotate the poem and I'd give them a couple seconds and I'd do really things, uh, really odd things like ask questions and pause and kind of let them fill stuff out on their own paper before filling it out on mine. And so what the sub was supposed to do was make sure that either they were filling it out as we were going, or at least they had something at the end. The sub could actually pause the video to let the students write it down, then push play again, and they would see my analysis of the poem and compare it to the analysis that they had. And so I don't know if I can really consider that a podcast. I did about six or eight of them, and it's widely available. It was serial in nature, but I don't know if I consider that one a podcast. That's a hard one. But yeah, I I think that anything students do put up, if they're doing it for the classroom or they're doing it over and over again, like our summer discussion, it really depends on the intent. But just getting kids to put stuff out, use their skills, both editing and vocal. But he didn't stop there. He had plenty more to share. Okay, one of the other things I was thinking, Ryan, that would be really good for um, your little movie or your your students taking pictures is Adobe Voice. It has some nice audio scrubbings on it that it can it can use um, to help with the student voices. But you can upload your own images right there. So, like you're saying, you could take a photo of the book and have them right there. And uh, the good thing about that is you don't have to host any of it or save any any of it if you want. Adobe's going to host it all. So. Um, check out Adobe Voice if you can. I think it would be really good for the purposes you're talking about up above. Thanks. I'm going to second Tom. Adobe Voice is a really stellar app. Definitely check out Adobe Voice for iOS if you have not. And we're going to end this episode on a piece of advice from Ryan for those looking to start their own podcast. And it's advice that I'm pretty sure all of us have given our students at one time or another. So here's my one piece of advice in terms of if you want to get started. Ready? Ready? Here it is. Who's your audience? And then I left a pause right there. Who is your audience? And so is your audience teachers outside your district, teachers at your site? Is it students? Is it your community? If you think about your audience first, and then the second thing is, do they want to listen to this? What am I going to be able to put out there that's going to be of interest to them? And I'll use myself for an example. I have limited limited ear time in my life. Am I going to listen to my book on tape. Am I going to book on tape? How old am I? My audio book, my, my Voxer, my 
my podcast. There's different things for me to listen to. So that something better be able to be out there and grab my interest. So who is my audience and do why do they want to be able to listen to this thing? And Nicole, you mentioned other people may have already done it. Don't think about that. That's, that's impossible. You can't, you're not some sort of broadcaster programmer who's going to find the next great thing, right? You know, the, the, the issue is the, not the issue, but what's great is that you have your own circle of people. Everybody has their own circles of people. So we're not looking for one show for all the masses. So you make your show, you make your thing. If you're looking for that kind of a group. And that concludes episode two of the connected TL Voxcast. Again, I'm your host, Roland. You can find me on Twitter at EdTechMinded. You can find ConnectedTL on Twitter at ConnectedTL. We have Twitter chats every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time. There is so much conversation that happens in our ConnectedTL tribe boxer group every week. And this is just a piece of it. If you'd like to be a part of the actual conversation, go to ConnectedTL.com slash boxer. Fill out the form so that we know to add you in. All of the resources and things talked about in this episode are linked in our show notes. That can be found at connectedtl.com slash voxcast and just find episode two podcasting. Coming up in our future episodes, we are kicking off the month of coaching in May, led by none other than Kate Tolnai. What? Oh. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.